Don't forget to introduce yourself. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Filling Station podcast. Whether it be over coffee or on a break or on a walk, you can drop in and listen to me, Lindsay, and my little sister, Mallory, share with you positive stories that we've found to uplift your spirit a little bit in these trying times. We can all use some positive vibes. Hey, Lindsay. Good morning, Mallory. Happy April Fool's Day. Happy April Fool's Day to you too, fool. What are you doing? How's everything going in in Brooklyn? It is good. Um, Another day uh, recording under my makeshift tent situation. Um, (laughs) Sun is shining, which is the first time in a few days. So very grateful, feeling some good energy today. What about you? How's it in Kansas City? Oh, it's gorgeous here. It's about 70 degrees, light clouds. Dogs are outside cruising around. We got um, some owl beef going on in the backyard lately. And so there's a lot of nature and animals and it's just uh, things are looking up. You know what I mean? We got to focus on the positive, right? Yes, absolutely. And it's Wednesday, which I was talking to Dan, my fiance last night, and I was like, it's a Monday still feels like a Monday when you're um, on quarantine. It just, it still feels like that. Um, and so it's something about Wednesday. It's kind of like the, the beginning of the, uh, the end of the week, I guess. So, um, and also super fun day. It's, it's the first of April. So not only is it a new month, a time to kind of reset, I think refresh and, um, maybe just to try and set some intentions or whatever, whatever your routine is, um, but it's also April Fool's Day, which is really fun and silly and a great time to laugh and um, maybe laugh with your friends or with your family. And so we wanted to share some April Fool's stories today. Um, and before I totally jump into that, um, I was doing some research earlier and came across a news article about why April Fool's is canceled this year. And I just wanted to kind of like mention that and say that I totally disagree. A lot of what the article talked about was people making jokes about having coronavirus or how people have gotten into legal trouble for doing really idiotic things like coughing on produce in a grocery store or something just like that, you know, is just ridiculous. Um, But so don't do anything like that because you're a jerk if you do, but, um, <laughs> I was going to use some profanity, but thought I'd, I'd, I'd reel it in here. Um, but I do think that it is absolutely a year to do something fun and celebrate April fool's day. I mean, it's a great time, like I said, to do a prank on a family member or a sibling or a friend just to laugh and, and like, you know, it doesn't need to be anything excessive or cruel. You can do really silly things. Like my sister said, she put cayenne in her boyfriend's coffee this morning. And, um, you know, I wouldn't want that to happen to me, but I don't think anybody got seriously <laughs> hurt in that situation. So I think that there are fun things that you can do. And we, <clears throat> as we've 
discussed, like all can use a good laugh here and there. Um, and it's also something to celebrate, which I've found in these times that like even the smallest things like having like a theme for dinner in your living room one night can make things just a lot more fun and gives you something to look forward to. So I will tell a quick story about someone else in our family, and then I'm going to hand it over to Lindsay for um, an absolutely hysterical story that is uh, a Lindsay Thompson classic and um, just kind of a legend of a story in our family. So, um, but before I get into that, um, we have a teenage niece and nephew, um, but when they were little, Sadie was probably about five years old and Oliver, our nephew, six, and um, it was April Fool's Day and Sadie being a you know, wonderful little sister decided to make Oliver's lunch for him for school that day, <laughs> which I don't think that she normally did. And I no, don't know. She definitely did. Why, like, nobody questioned it. She's very smart. They're both very smart and she's clever. And, um, Anyway, so she made him his lunch and nobody really questioned it. Oliver took his lunch with him to school and got to lunch that day and unpacked it. And it was all wooden food from their kitchen playset at home. So I just think this is a great example of a fun prank that you can do. Um, no one was harmed. <laughs> I'm sure that Oliver ate lunch that day. Um, so don't be worried about that. But I just thought that was so cute. A good little like sibling rivalry story. I'm sure he got her back in some way. Um, but yeah, they are, they're a funny, funny little crew because they are very similar, but yet very different at the same time. And Sadie would have sniffed that out. Even if, even if she was, you know, way younger, she would have sniffed that out. If Oliver wanted to make her breakfast or make her lunch, she would have sniffed that out right away. But Oliver just, <laughs> okay, cool. Like, I don't have to make my own lunch. Like somebody else made it for me. I'll trust it, you know, and just go off to go off to school. It's just hysterical. And their mom, our sister, Carrie loves April Fool's Day. And she has gotten me multiple times over the years, yes. which I can talk about later. So yeah, but um, let's jump into I almost gave away part of a punchline for your next story. So I before I do that, because I'm so eager for you to tell it, I want you to take it away. Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> it was April 1st, um, it was about five or six years ago. I can't remember the exact year, but uh, at the time I lived in Oklahoma um, with my wife, kind of. Um, she wasn't kind of my wife. She was definitely my wife. But she <laughs> kind of lived with me. So she had gotten a job in Kansas City um, and I had stayed back to kind of wrap things up at my law firm um, and to try to sell our house um, and to just kind of, you know, wrap things up in, in Oklahoma city. And so I had all the dogs, we have three dogs. And uh, so I had the dogs, I was in our, in our house um, on the Northeast side of, of Oklahoma city. And anyway, so I came out, this is a Monday morning. Um, I come out and the, my car's gone. So we have like a, our driveway comes around to the back side of the house. And so I walk out the back kind of in like in this courtyard type thing. And my Jeep is just nowhere to be found. And my first thought is it rolled down the hill, which is insane because <laughs> not really a hill. And it would have had to like barrel roll to get down the hill. But anyway, I went and down you would and have seen it, right? I would have seen it. Yeah. And, but I went down and checked just in case. And then I was like, well, maybe it got to the bottom of the hill and then took a right and went down the, this other road. And I kind of walked around and 
didn't see it. Um, so I immediately call my wife, um, who was in Kansas city at the time and she does not answer. And so I leave her a message and I say, Hey, my car's gone. I think it might've gotten stolen. Um, leave her a message. I go back inside and I, in the melee of all this, I couldn't find my spare keys. And so I thought I'd come to the conclusion that somebody had broken in, taken my spare keys and stolen my car. And at that point I was getting mad at the dogs. Cause I was like, where were you guys in this whole situation, you know, to protect the house and protect our vehicle because now we're trapped. <laughs> we have no car because we don't have anybody else living with us. And, um, and so I was like, okay, well, my other thought was that maybe it got repossessed. And so I called my loan company and I said, yo, did you repossess my car? My car's gone. And the guy was like, what? No. He's like, absolutely not. He's like, you made a payment. Your automatic payment came through this morning. In fact, he's like, you're totally fine with us. And I was like, well, did you, I was like really aggressive. I was like, did you like send somebody and like mess, make a mistake or something? And the guy's like, no, man, no, we didn't repossess your car. And so I was like, oh Lord. And so the only thing I could really do was, was call the police. And so I called the Oklahoma city police department. At, at, um, at, at any point has Alicia called you back? Nope. No, Alicia is still, my wife is still MIA. And so <clears throat> I should go back and say that when I called the, when I called the insurance company, the guy goes, well, you know, it's April fool's day. And I said, yeah, dude, I know it's April fool's day. Nobody's taking my car for April fool's day. Like that's insane. So I called the police department. 911 operator answers. <laughs> and I said, my car's been stolen. And she goes, uh, are you sure? And I was like, yes, I'm 100% sure it's not here. It's gone. <laughs> and she goes, sir, you do understand that it's April Fool's Day. And oh, I was my like, God. Yes, I understand that it's April Fool's Day. I'm, I'm very cognizant of that. I'm outside in my suit and briefcase, and I'm like ready to go to work, and I can't do anything. It's very disconcerting it feels very i don't know if you've ever had a car broken into or you just feel violated and i just felt weird and dirty like, and then trapped the, too like and trapped yeah really trapped and you know my best friend in the whole world i can't get a hold of her i can't find her um and then just the thought of like calling police to come to your house is like really i don't know it's kind of unnerving and it's something i don't ever really want to do and so call the police um couple of officers showed up uh about 10 15 minutes later still haven't heard from alicia the officers get there um and they're kind of surprised to see me in a weird way they they acted very suspicious of me i mean here's this guy he's kind of losing his mind his car's gone he, like i said i was in a suit the dogs are going crazy like just everything seems like wild and wacky and so they said well well, where's your wife? They're like, who do you live with? And I said, well, I live with my wife kind of, but she lives in Kansas city at this right now. Cause we're getting ready to move up there. And they're like, well, where, what did she say about your car missing? And I said, well, I haven't gotten a hold of her yet. And they go, this is a quote. He goes, so your estranged wife isn't returning your phone calls <laughs> and your car's missing. He goes, I think that we can probably pretty much surmise that your wife took the car. And I said, no. And then just very confusing and, and frustrating and well, yeah. they kept I'm reiterating like thinking of like all the theories like oh you like did something mm -hmm. to your estranged wife and took the car and like set it on fire so, I don't know I mean that's terrible yeah. but like to your point of like the police coming to your house it's like their I guess kind of jobs is to kind of fish out 
or sniff out anything that kind of smells fishy. So, and they don't know you. So like, what is going on? They don't know me. And I lived in a really cool old kind of neighborhood. Um, but it was in a, in a different part of town. And so they were very, there's a lot of crime like around us, but not like in our neighborhood. And so they're very hesitant of me for some reason. And they were really kind of standoffish. And they obviously also kept saying, well, you know, it's April fool's day, (laughs) you know, who has access to your keys? And I was like, nobody. And it was a, a, it was an officer. um, It it was a Sergeant and then a training officer. So a kid, a guy that was still in training. So that's why there are two of them. And, um, and so they accused me of being estranged from my wife and her stealing, you know, taking my car and a lover's spat or whatever. And I, re- you know, I finally convinced them that no, man, like my car has been stolen. It's gone. And they really reluctantly walked back down the hill to their cop car to write up this report. And I'm just sitting there and we had this old busted up fountain. <laughs> you know, it oh, sounds like we lived like in a really cool house, but. <laughs> I remember so vividly, I'm sitting on this busted up fountain with no water in it. And my wife's in another state. And like, I'm stressed out. I'm trying to sell this house. And now my car's been stolen. And my dogs, you know, let me down because they didn't defend the property. And all these thoughts are going through my head. And I see these cops and they're just like shaking their head at each other. It's just so confused. And so Alicia calls me finally. She calls me and she goes, she goes, hey, what's what's going on? And I said, well, the Jeep's been stolen. <laughs> and she goes, what? And I go, yeah, the Jeep's been stolen. <laughs> and she goes, out of the garage? <laughs> <laughs> and so what had happened was that Alicia had been in town that weekend, and we cleaned out the garage and sent more stuff to Kansas City. And I have never, ever, and I haven't ever since, I've never parked a car in a garage. Never. Not once. Never had a house that had enough room for me to park it in the garage, and I've never done it after that day. <laughs> I immediately ran over to the – I just hung up on Alicia. I ran over to the garage and looked in the window, and there's my Jeep sitting there. <laughs> and so I, go, so I go down the driveway, and the cop's sitting there, and he's writing up the report. And he's got an, he's got an apple in his mouth, like, a, you know, like they do like on those – pig roast you know yes. he's got an apple like in his mouth while he's writing this stuff down and i go hey fellas uh just want to let you know i found my car um so don't need to write up that report we're all good everything's good and the guy goes he looks up at me man in like slow motion this cop looks at me with the apple in his mouth the, with the apple still in his mouth and he takes the apple out of his mouth and he goes where is it and i said Ah, oh, it's in the it's in the fucking garage. <laughs> he goes. He just looked at me and looked at the other officer and looked back at me and he goes, "Well, I guess you April fooled yourself." <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just so embarrassed and I mean just mortified. And these guys were like, they didn't believe me. This is a little wrinkle in the story that I don't always tell because I've told this ten thousand times. But they didn't believe me. And they were like, well, let's go actually double check to make sure your car's in the garage. Because they thought maybe I was doing some sort of scam or something. Like, they, I don't know. So we had, I had to walk them all the way back up, show them the car was in the garage, show them that I had the keys and everything. It was very hilarious and <laughs> super embarrassing. I got to work. I was normally like the first one at work. And so everybody recognized that I wasn't there and was very concerned. And so it was, uh, that was awkward. And just to put a bow on this whole, 
on this whole story is that at the time I was outside counsel for the city of Oklahoma City. Um, and so that means I basically was a lawyer for the city, but I didn't actually work directly for the city. So anyway, about a month later, I was still in Oklahoma City and I was at a hearing um, at the courthouse and I had um, I had an officer on the stand. And it was one of those things where it's just uh, kind of hard to explain. But I didn't know who the officer was going to I knew who the office what the officer's name was, but I'd never met him. And I just needed to ask him a couple of questions and get him on the record in this hearing. And so I get there and I have an intern with me in the uh, in the courthouse, in the courtroom with me. And I'm getting ready to to ask this guy's guy questions while he's on the stand, this cop. And I looked at my intern and I said, you know, this guy looks really familiar and I couldn't really put my finger on it. And then it hit me that it was the cop. It was the, the officer, the sergeant that was at my house <laughs> when I stole my own car. <laughs> and so he, I get up, I get up to ask him some questions and he looks at me and we kind of like both like look at each other, like, Hey, I know you, you know, that kind of look that you do, like, where do I know you mm-hmm. from? And so I ask him these questions and the whole time he's kind of, uh, you know, kind of looking at me strange and I get done asking the questions and the opposing counsel um, takes their turn. And I go back and I tell my intern, I go, that's the guy. That's one of the cops that was at my house when I stole my own car. I go, I've got to say something to him. I've got to talk to him. And she was like, please don't. Please do not <laughs> talk to this. She's like, it's one of the most embarrassing stories I've ever heard in my life. It's just going to be even more embarrassing. And I was like, no, I've, I've got to do it. So the hearing ends. We walk out of the courtroom. And I stand there and I wait for the cop to come out. <laughs> and I walk over and I shake his hand. And I said, hey, I said, do you remember me? And he goes, man, you look familiar as hell. But I don't, I can't put a finger on it. I go, I'm the dude that stole his own car. And he goes, he just bust out laughing and like doubles over. And he puts his hand on my shoulder and he goes, he goes, man, he goes that, he goes that story. I tell that story all the time. And he goes, and in fact, we even put it in the training manual to always check the garage whenever there's a stolen car report. Yeah. Oh my God. It's hilarious, man. He was really cool about it. He didn't make me feel bad. He did say that normally when they have fake stolen cars, it's little old ladies that have lost their car at the mall or something. (laughs) And they'll call the cops and say their car's been stolen. He's like, it's not normally uh, young dudes that were the cars in the garage. But it was uh, it was pretty hilarious. And it's it's my favorite April Fool's story probably of all time. Absolutely. uh, Oh, my God. Really fun. And uh, just goes to show that, you know, (laughs) You got to check the garage, man. If you can't find something, you got to got to go and look in the garage. So, oh my god, there's so many nuggets within that story. But like one thing that I did think about when you were telling it was like I'm surprised that they didn't check the garage. So hilarious to come full circle that he had the training with him, and now they've like added it to the manual. But I mean, you just wouldn't think that someone hadn't checked there. <laughs> but we like. But I think it's, like, it goes back to something of us, like, growing up. Like, we never, like, the garage wasn't for cars. The garage was where you put other stuff and our bikes and, you know, not woodworking (laughs) equipment. No one did woodworking. I don't know why my brain was going there. But it was just, like, where junk went. And so it just, 
it's that story is so hilarious and i did not realize that about seeing that guy in the courthouse and then your intern being like (laughs) please (laughs) like the voice of reason like that's i think also if like alicia was with you she would say the same thing like let's just let this go let's just like let's just move on and the fact that you're like no i've got to talk to this guy and probably like good for him because he's like who is this guy how do i know this person yeah exactly he closed that loop for him exactly it was uh it was something and you know that's a that's a family trait of ours we always have got to address strangers and (laughs) we can't let things go i was totally thinking that i know Ugh, even in the most awkward of circumstances so that is so funny i love that story i love this like uh telling a personal story um any other april fool's thing you want to share or should we wrap it up yeah i got one more just because i i'm obviously an absolute sucker for april fools and this is a quick one but my sister that we were talking about earlier who's uh her daughter pranked her son with the wooden food she loves april fool's day and as i mentioned earlier she's gotten me a couple of different times but one of my favorites was <laughs> it must have been a Saturday or a Sunday, but I was probably, I don't know, nine or 10 years old, um, maybe a little bit older, and was living in Springfield, Missouri with, with Mallory and, um, and my mom and my dad at the time. And, um, and so Carrie lived in Kansas City, I believe. And she called me, or she called my mom, was on the phone with my mom, and my, she got me on the phone and she said, yo, there's a, uh, there's a comet that's going over right now that you can see. And I said, Oh, for real. And this is April fool's day, obviously. And uh, I go, Oh, no (laughs) doubt. I was like, cool. And she's like, yeah, she's like, it's, it should be right over the top of the Lurvie's house, which was our old neighbor. Um, And so there's the way my mom's house is set up is the house. And then there's like a kind of like a yard, a big yard on the side. And then this neighbor's house, the Lurvie's house. And so I go outside and I'm on the cordless phone. And I'm like, I can't see it. Like, I don't see it. And it's bright day. Like, it is the middle of the day, right? And I'm looking for a fireball in the sky. And so I'm, like, looking, and she's like, oh, she's like, well, you might not be high enough. Um, you should probably get on the trampoline and, like, jump in the air to see if you can see it. And I said, <laughs> of course, that makes total sense. And so I dragged the trampoline, like, all the way across the yard and set it up, like, where I thought that the comment would be right and so i start jumping man and i am jumping as high as i possibly can and i'm on the phone with her still and i'm like i don't see it i don't see it and she goes well you have sunglasses on right and i was like no should i have sunglasses on she said of course obviously you can't <laughs> see a comet with normal eyes and i was like oh my gosh so i run inside and i grab some of my mom's sunglasses and i go back out and i'm jumping and i'm jumping and i'm jumping and i don't see anything and she goes, well, how many pairs of sunglasses do you have on? You might need more pairs of sunglasses. Again, never once crossed my mind that she was pranking me, not once. So I'm out there and I'm jumping up and down with two pairs of sunglasses on, on the trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the, the phone, phone, talking to my sister. Hand. And I am jumping up and up and up and trying to see it. Obviously never saw it. And at one point I turned around and I was like, yeah, I can't see it. And I looked into um into our kitchen they have like a big glass door going into the kitchen and my mom is just losing it like just crying laughing 
And I just like hung up on Carrie. I was just so pissed. I was like, you've got to be kidding me that this was an April Fool's joke. It was, uh, she got me good and she's gotten me a couple other times, but I'll have to save those stories. But yeah, she's. uh, It's just so funny when you don't like, you don't realize it in the moment at all. And then after it's like, how could I be so silly and forget that it's this day? Um, But of course, if there was a comment over the Lurvie's house, you're going to do anything you possibly can to see it. Like, who doesn't want to uh, see a comment? I mean, uh, it sounds pretty fun, to yeah. be honest. But And I'm kind of uh, mad. Where were you? Is... Why weren't you out there jumping on the trampoline? Did, did they know that you were smarter than me and that you wouldn't fall for that? Like, what was... Why was I the pat? Probably. I'm sure I was like standing next to mom, <laughs> probably laughing at you inside. Oh man. That is I don't remember that. So I uh I must say that like I was maybe at like a friend's house or yeah. something, especially if it was like a weekend, because that is absolutely epic. And I would have never let you live that down if I would have witnessed that <laughs> yeah. occur. So I <laughs> absolutely love that that's so funny yeah, oh my god a good one so good well i think ashley would probably be very frustrated if we didn't mention that she also loved april fools yes. um and she's the one that earlier i mentioned put the cayenne pepper yeah. i think in her boyfriend's coffee so she does she, she does more of those like little like silly things um but she also loves it. So it's not that I don't love it. I just kind of forget that it's like happening every year or I get overwhelmed with the idea of coming up with like the most amazing prank ever. Um, I did consider telling Dan today that, um, you know, our, our, the ban has had extended beyond like our wedding date so that we were going to have to like, (laughs) exactly. It's not funny so that we, you know, we would have to talk about what we were going to do about having to cancel our wedding. So I'm not going to do that. If he's listening now, he he, he heard. Yeah, don't do um, that. He exposed that that idea. I'm not. I'm not. See, that's the one. That's what I was talking about earlier with like the mean yeah. jokes. You know, that's not funny. That's just cruel. Yep. So. Well, I got one more. I, I love got it. one more real quick that I used where I used okay. you as bait. And it, I was in college. I was in college and a buddy of mine in college loved Mallory and just had the biggest crush on her. And his apartment was uh, pretty messy, not super clean. And so just kind of randomly, not even really as like an April Fool's joke. I mean, it was an April Fool's joke, but I told him that you were coming to visit me and that you were going to come over (laughs) to his apartment and like hang out with us which was crazy because it was like two hours away. And I don't think that you maybe, I don't even know, surely you had a driver's license and you had a car and stuff. But anyway, you weren't that old, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, but, it's weird to think back on. Yeah, it's very strange. But he, he loved Mallory. And so I told him that early in the morning and he cleaned his apartment, like low-key cleaned his apartment and went to the grocery store and got groceries and did all these little chores like all day long. And I kind of forgot that I even told him. And it got to be like <laughs> seven o'clock and we were just hanging out in his apartment, me and him and his roommate. And he goes, yo, so when's, uh, when's Mal getting here? And I just about fell off the couch, dude. I was laughing so hard. I was like, oh my God, dude, I totally forgot. I told you that. I was like, No, 
Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Filling Station pod. If you have any funny April Fool stories to share with us, please reach out to thefillingstationpod at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you and can't wait to talk to you on the next episode. See you then. Thank you.